everybody. Welcome back. Another week of the Section 6 WrestleCast. I am your host, Matt Johnson here, uh, back for week two. And this week is exciting because it's the first week of practice. Seasons are underway. And uh, we have our first guest on the show, a guy who I'm very happy, excited to have with me. Uh, one of the first guys I had in mind once I decided to take this podcast on to to come by as a guest. So everyone, please welcome uh, Grand Island assistant coach, Max. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's, a, it's a great pleasure, and this is what I love to do. Good, good, good. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, yeah, you were super like, pumped, like, man, you need a guest day. Absolutely. I watch you on, so um, thank you for that. So you... Let's talk about your wrestling experience for a little bit. You wrestled for Grand Island, too, Grand right? Island. What yeah. years did you wrestle? I wrestled, uh, uh, well, I graduated in 2014. Okay. After, uh, Jeff Johnson. Uh, I started wrestling, uh, I was wrestling varsity. I got pulled up in eighth grade under Jeff Johnson. And, uh, soon after he resigned, uh, we were fortunate enough to have, uh, Craig Hopley come in as our JV coach, as Chris Jahoski was our varsity coach for my junior year. Uh, Chris Jowski stepped down, and uh, Craig Hopley took uh, took the reins in full force. He had uh, the vision in mind that uh, you really do have to have to uh, build a program. And when my my senior year, we were probably the lightest that our program has probably ever been. But uh, knowing that you have a, you had a you know a, a strong crop of uh, middle schoolers, uh, that's really what you had to uh, had in mind. And I knew once I graduated, I didn't want to wrestle. I was done. Uh, just like you said, you know, you get burned out. You don't really want to wrestle anymore. Yeah, you yeah. You want to stay around. So, you know, I asked, like, hey, can I, like, be an assistant? I don't care how much it costs. You know, I, I don't even have to get paid. I just want to be around. You know, it looks good on a resume. And, you know, I just want to be around. I want to help out. So he said, yeah, sure, come on. And uh, uh, fortunately, I have uh, uh, another Green Island alumni, uh, Anthony Zagaria, that I, I'm fortunate enough to coach with, and uh, Steve Liebler, who's a uh, Will North grad, uh, 2011, and he, he graduated uh, – from Entrip, he wrestled under Keith Mowdy. That's right. He is, I can honestly say, he is probably, most definitely, the most technical aspect that Grand Island rest, uh, wrestling has ever seen. He is the most technically sound guy I've ever met. His passion for the sport is amazing, and uh, I think that forever and always, he will probably be the biggest, most technical aspect that our program will ever see, and I think... Uh, uh, Man, I don't, I don't even, it's like indescribable. Like, uh, his presence is amazing. Uh, and I think the, the kids are so fortunate enough to have him, as well as Craig Hopley and us, that, uh, you know, Grand Island has never had four coaches until, until we stepped in. No, you guys are very well stocked. And uh, it just takes a vision, and it takes a lot of effort and a plan to uh, grow a program. And, uh, you know, we lost a lot of seniors last year, but... That doesn't mean that we're still out. We're still having fun. And uh, it really is just trying to uh, build your program and trying to take the new kids or the later kids and build them into something that you already had. It's not always about winning. I, yeah. it's, it's about really about retention. And not just for our team, but for the section, uh, most importantly, because, you know, like section, you know, sections like section 11, one, you know, one, nine, eight, like they're the best and we want to contend with them. So if we plan to do that, we need to keep the kids around and uh, find ways to keep them around. And uh, that's pretty much it. I chose the coach because I still want to be around it. Uh, it's it's really an indescribable feeling of just wanting to be around it. Uh, I feel like wrestling is like just a hard sport to get out of. 
know, it is. It is. No matter if you go away, you always find a way to come back to it. That's that's unquestionable. And uh, just being around it, uh, networking. I actually thought about uh, officiating, but. I don't know. I might hold on that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You could have paid me enough to officiate, especially Um, some of the parents in Section 6. Oh, my God. (laughs) uh, I I mean, that's still not off the table. Uh, I still want to coach, but uh, as, you know, I get older, I'm not getting any younger. Uh, The finances keep getting higher and higher. So, I mean, we'll see. I still want to be around as much as I can. So, if I'm I'm able to, I'll make it work. But uh, as of right now, I'm... Entering my fifth year, so it's fun. Good. I'm glad you're having fun. Um, yeah, I do want to ask a little bit too later about Great Island essentially rebuild because, uh, as I said in the live feed it last week, uh, Hoplite he just came in and just changed the culture of Grand Island wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you would, for the first time ever, you would see Grand Island kids at Power Cats, and not just one, not just two. A, a whole herd of them, mm-hmm. you know, there has, he had, uh, the kids working out in the summer and just, you know, he really built a, a team, uh, gave it a foundation, good chemistry amongst everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've been thankful because I've been asked to come back and help. And you guys have always been so generous and just, uh, welcoming Absolutely. to me. And I appreciate that. And I think with that, it has to be coaches from other teams have to work together Especially during the summer, you know, uh, uh, whatever differences you have, uh, you know, against each other. If you do, if you don't, it doesn't matter. Everybody around this area has to have, and not just Section 6, but in all sections, you have to have a common goal. You have to work with each other, you know, co- uh, you know, collab with your teams, uh, farm kids out, to, you know, to other teams. And you have to work together as one, as one section to get better. You can't just, you know, be biased to your own team and, you know, you have to work together. And if, if you, if you expect to prosper in February in, in Albany. Uh, we all have to work together, and I think we're doing a good job of that. Uh, this is the best I've ever seen it like that. Yes. Even, like, when I was in high school, there was still, like, a... I mean, there's there's a minimal closeness, like... Like, click, like clicks. There's, it was very clicky. Mm-hmm. You know, there was... You know, that school stayed with, with themselves. That school stayed with themselves. But now it seems to be a more, like, united front, There's mm-hmm. which is which is good. Because we have a lot of good talented kids, we have a lot of good talented coaches, and there's no reason why they can't, you know, be a thing. Section five sends out super teams re- regularly in the off season. You know, all these different super powered programs working together to make each other better, and they do a very good job of it. And and I think we are doing a good job of it with. Uh, and excuse me if I if I miss names, but Coach Chase from Clarence, uh, Joe Scapoletti from Lockport, we. Uh, Putting together the uh, the River Wars tournament is an amazing endeavor that we've never had before, and I think we have it for, we've had it for two years now. It's the second, yeah. It's amazing working with Riverworks. Uh, Great venue out, too. Awesome. It, like if we can, I would like to you know spread it around to to get it as big as uh, like the Region Raisins tournament or the Thousand Island Duels. It's a great venue, great atmosphere. It's right in the beginning of summer. Um, it's awesome. I think we're all doing a really good job of working together. And uh, from what I've seen, I mean, I'm, I'm young, so I, 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 I'm seeing it from like a, a like like a distance. Right, right. So I'm just trying to uh, still get involved, help as help uh, as much as I can, going to as many meetings as I can. I mean, I don't have to, but I, I just love being around it. So as much as I can help, I definitely want to do that. Okay, very good. Uh, all the better for it too. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about all that uh, other stuff essentially later. So, yeah, like I said, I am very curious as to. You know what goes on in GI? How you guys have been able to stay and and 
and get better mm-hmm. and, and stay on top. Um, quick news this week. While they are at a tournament currently, if I'm not mistaken, uh, UB had their first dual match of the season against University of Wisconsin-Madison. It was on Flow Wrestling uh, the other night. And uh, let's run through the results. They uh, they actually fell fell to Wisconsin uh 25 to 12. But it was a good match. Uh, I, I remember watching UB years ago when they, you know, they might have gotten blanked. Right. Or maybe just won like a couple matches. But man, they, I was watching their matches and it was awesome. I remember the night of the duel, uh, I was trying to, to figure out which, you know, avenue to watch it. I didn't have a flow account. I didn't have Big Ten Network. So uh, Coach Liebler, uh has a flow account. And we were leaving. We had a, uh, a meeting and we were leaving uh, the practice room. We were in the locker room and, uh, uh, Steve pulls it up on his phone. He's like, "You guys just want to watch it here." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm screwed." So <laughs> he pulled it up. We pulled some seats up, and all I, re- uh, if I didn't catch the full, uh, the whole duel, I wanted to catch Alex's match at 157 and uh, Troy's match at 65, just because they're hometown boys. Yeah. Uh, and it was awesome to see. Uh, I definitely would let, uh would venture to say that John Stussman has grown that program, just like you said. Oh, he's a fantastic coach. Fantastic. The culture has changed. Uh, as I'd like to say, uh, Alex Smythe, uh, I think, won the, the 32 tournament, the oh. world the world tournament a couple uh, months ago. Okay. And uh, that is amazing just for Section 6 because he's from this area. And uh, I think we haven't seen that since uh, Mark Lewandowski. I just think it's awesome to see a program grow that's not, you know, nationally recognized as much as, like, Penn State, Iowa. I think UB's doing a really good job. And uh, I love seeing uh, top recruits like Troy Keller uh, – who's from the Niagara Frontier League, to, yeah. uh, you know, he recruited from Entrep, who just won a national title, to UB, and he started. And uh, talking to his brother, he won his uh, wrestle-off in a stellar fashion. Oh, yeah? I think, if I remember correctly, he wanted uh, and I could be wrong, uh, wanted, he, I think he, brother told me that he teched his opponent in the second, so that's amazing that's impressive especially at the college level Absolutely. too um and yeah i have liked it because i've heard good nothing but good things about stutzman i don't think i've ever met him um but from what i understand he has a really good relationship with a lot of the section six coaches and uh the kids so it is good to see and plus the fact that they got to be on flow wrestling which um is amazing by the way if you haven't gotten on this flow wrestling train um, and you are a wrestling fan, a uh, fan of the sport, I think you absolutely need to. They do such a wonderful job of covering every, you know, aspect of it. They, their, their, their videography, their, just everything, just, it just works. Wrestling devolving all it, over. It is. It is. Oh, it's just so good. Uh, but let's run through the results really quickly. Uh, at 125 pounds, Connor Brown of University of Wisconsin defeated Kyle Atkins, uh, fall in the second uh, second period, uh, four minutes, 40 seconds. Uh, I forget that college wrestling is mm. <laughs> so different. Uh, 133, Derek Spann of UB uh, wins with a 7-4 to four decision over Jens Lance. Uh, Brian Lantry of UB with a 7-3 to three decision over Tristan Moran. Uh, let's see, Cole Martin of, of University of Wisconsin defeats Jason Estevez. Uh, it's 3-1. to one. Alex Smythe. At 157, defeats Alexander Wick, 13 to 7. Um, Evan Wick defeats Troy Keller of UB, 14 to 1. Ryan Christensen of Wisconsin defeats Jake Lanning in a tech fall in four minutes, 31 seconds, 16 to nothing. Jason Reinhardt at 184 defeats Logan Rill, major decision, 9 nothing. 
Sam Schuler, uh, Schuyler, probably pronounced that wrong. I apologize. University of Buffalo defeats Brady Wetter, 12 to 6. And the 285 pound match, Trent Hilger defeats Jake Gunning, 3 0. Um, so there's that Jake Gunning. That, uh, did he go to D1s last year? I feel uh, that, I that, so, name, yes. that name I think sounds. Lantry, and I think another name did too. And, I, and uh, another thing, uh, Lantry, I, I, I'm, in, I'm very uh, keen to him too, since he's from Section 5. He's rather close from Wayne. I was I remember uh, wrestling around and then watching him in, in high school. He's definitely turned it on. And I, I think he wrestled at 41 this tournament. And I think last year he was at 33. So Lantry, yep, 41. It was surprising so. for me to see him at 41. I thought he was going to wrestle at 33, but he definitely turned it on. He's a stud, man. He's cool. awesome. That's awesome. That's very good. Uh, so that's UB's first match. Like I said, I believe they're at a tournament this weekend. It might be their bowls open. Um, and we're recording on Saturday uh, right now. I know this episode will be up Monday or Tuesday, so we will have the results for you next week as far as how UB's uh, teams did. Uh, i got to give a huge shout-out to DJ Gene Cola, my um, good friend, head coach of Niagara Falls. He came in clutch this week and actually literally minutes before we started recording uh, because I requested the full uh, class, the, the new class system. So we have that where all the schools have ended up. And uh, wow. I mean, large school is still numbers behind, um, quite a few numbers behind small school. Uh, but I think it's a step in the right direction uh, as far as beefing up because last year i mean how many large school teams was it last year it was pretty much if you made it to class tournament you you were in and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh my god how bad is this because when i was in high school you know you had to win one two matches if you want to go to sectionals it was top four yeah. uh top four top four and now in large school it's top five and then when you were in high school i think uh albion who's small school was large school back yes the was large school who's now small school Luport was large school who's now small school um, yeah, yeah it's, it's completely different. The- Luport's, Luport's last year was large school is my senior year. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, dude, just times are changing. Uh, it's, it's so weird. And not even for the, for, for the work, but for the better, I think Olean, definitely Olean, uh, Olean is a nice touch to large school. Very, very large touch. And I think it's awesome because we never see them. No, they always, cause they're in the Southern tier. And, uh, I think it's awesome because they're on like that that state line where they wrestle around and near a lot of the Pennsylvania schools. PA section so five. I we're think. gonna get a taste for of that kind of wrestling, which I think is awesome because Pennsylvania wrestling is freaking primo. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I think that's a good touch to uh to large school. Um, I, it's definitely gonna increase uh, the competition in large school, and uh, I think it's awesome. I really do. Um, I think it's something that's been coming for a long time, and I remember uh. Our chairman Izzy Martinez talking about having a couple of those, you know, combined schools like Limestone at Olean and uh, Depuke Leaf Hill jump up, and he's been saying that for a long time, and now it's actually happened. So it's definitely uh, not skeptical anymore. It's definitely uh, it's, it's definitely a thing, and I I'm excited to see it. Me, me too. Um, I actually personally never seen Olean until I coached at Luport, and I think uh, the first time we actually did bump into him was the, I think it was, yeah, they were class, Luport's class B. Um, and we bumped into him there and just to see just how tough their kids were. They had a, uh, I think it was a two twenty pounder. Um, it was a, he was actually a state. I think so. Yeah. He, he went back and forth with the, uh, Gwanda 
Okay. Well, no, no, not the Gowanda. The Pew. That's right. That's right. And they actually placed top four in the state. Both yep. the two of them, uh, third and Eldridge. fourth. Yes. Eldridge, yes. yes. Um, there goes my memory. <laughs> I know. Like these kids are all graduated now. Yeah, it just totally. makes me feel even older. And I think that like having them with with limestone is awesome because then you uh, uh you get the Beerfeld brothers. I think one's at Tiffin. He's doing amazing. Uh, I like seeing his growth. He was awesome in high school. Yeah. And, uh, his little brother. He was. He's doing very well. I remember Jordan Case. He he did well. He got to the state tournament. Uh. I think combining these teams, if you, uh, I think it is also almost like necessary for some programs just to just to survive, to survive and in- increase competition and just grow a program. Like say, like I mean, I think only Ann and Limestone would do fine on their own, but it's awesome that they've combined. And I know uh, um, our coaching staff uh, definitely promotes an awesome program. And only Ann, I mean. You know, if you're from Western New York and you hear, the, you know, the team only in, who, to me, was the first name that I think of, Jeff Prescott. And yeah. I think that's awesome to have that household name, and they definitely carry on that tradition of uh, uh, Southern Tier Wrestling, and they're awesome. Oh, they do such a good job. Yeah, this is, uh, it's cool to see, because we had a scare earlier this year at, with Looport. You know, they were ready to shut down funding for it because of the low numbers. And, I mean, if you got to merge, you got to merge. But uh, Louport, i got to give credit to Coach Hoover and Coach Edwards masterfully put together this recruiting um, thing where they capitalized on the homecoming game, uh, get football game against Cheektowaga. They set up a big tent and had uh, one of them, like the hammer things. Yep. Where you, I, I forgot what it's called. Um when the bell goes up. Yeah. The, you get, and and awesome. it drew kids in. And they're like, you know what? I I want to give this a shot. Why not? And I give a selling point. I'm like, hey, you know, if uh, if you can't hit it now, just think if you do a season of wrestling, you'll be able to hit it, you'll be able to hit it next year. I think nice. wrestling promotes any sport. Wrestling's good all over. Not even just any sport, but just, uh, I don't know. No, I, I know what you're saying. And uh, it, it was good because it, Louport's a really good community school. Absolutely. Um, I went to that um, I said it last week, and you know, I went to Niagara Falls, and the support was just not there. Uh, I got to admit, everything revolved around basketball, which I get it, kind of. They're, they were the, the A-plus feature, but, you know, Louport, the way their kids are and their teams are, they're going to each other's events, they're supporting each other frequently. Uh, we're in Niagara Falls, we had... We had nobody uh, from other, from other sports. Like uh, I know Coach G a couple years ago was reaching out to the, the hockey team. What they would do is the hockey team would come to a game and the wrestling team or the hockey team would come to a match duel, uh, and the wrestling team would go to a game, uh, which I think is good. But Louport's a really tight community, and they all built around it, and everything's going according to plan right now. And they built their they got some good numbers. And uh, I like to say like their history is amazing. I mean, their their alumni, Kyle Cervenera, I'm close friends with his brother. I think, if I'm not mistaken, is probably the best prosperous wrestler from Western York to make it in a Division One program. Yeah. I'm, 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 oh, the guy was a freak. I did a camp with him, and uh, I was like, oh, my God, a, I don't want to anymore. He, uh, <laughs> as I was told, I think Craig Hoplite told me that he was the only one to not get, I think, not get pinned or – essentially annihilated from Cal Sanderson, and that's amazing if anybody knows who Cal Sanderson is. Yeah. Wrestling. Uh, but besides Kyle, like back in like the early, early, early 2000s, uh, Dave Hockenberry. Yeah, great Andy name. Reagan, the Cromer brothers, Andrew Schomers, who's... Oklahoma. Yeah, who's 
a top ranked wrestler right now, and I he's like number one or two, I thought yeah, preseason. Yeah, free ranks. Yeah, and, and the, if these kids know, like, like give them the statistics, and I'm sure Coach Uber has. Oh, he's done well. That's been his big selling point. Is their history, like compared to like Lockport, has a great history. I mean, Weedfield, you don't, you know, everybody knows that they have a rich history. Niagara Falls, Blueport has an amazing history, and to see that program, if it was to to get shut down, would be. I don't, I don't huge know. loss for the area. Huge loss, and like just, I don't know, man. I really, I'm glad that 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 their program is still up and running. Um, it would just be a travesty if they if they did uh, uh lose their program. But with the history that they have, I I can't see their no. I I hope not. Absolutely. And I do got to say, uh, based personal experience, maybe a little bit of bias, they do have the best wrestling room in Western That's New York. So, uh, it's so decorated. If you've never been in it, uh, Coach Hoover has. Banners for the hundred. He has a hundred wins club in the top right of the back wall, and sectional champs in the back left, and then uh, team awards and state champions right in the middle. And it is beautifully decorated. Awesome. They have a nice uh, contra, like a like a like a jungle gym contraption. Oh, that one of those TRX yeah. machines. Yeah, that they didn't even have when I was in high school. I <laughs> myself back five years out. Uh, he's and with all the work that they put in, into that program, they got a new you know a new gymnasium. Uh, I'm just glad that they still have their, their wrestling program. And if you yeah. haven't been in their, in their room, get there. Yeah, yeah, all without a doubt. It is it is something special. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to run through the class, uh, the new class system. So uh, large school consists of double A and, and uh, single A, and it looks like there's 22 schools. Uh, well, 22 teams represented, uh, a couple merged teams, and it looks like they're going back to the original system of top four Um so that is good to see. So for class double A, we have uh, Kenmore West and East merged team. They're the largest. They're the biggest school population. Uh, Niagara Falls, Lancaster, Orchard Park, Clarence, Lockport, Williamsville North, Frontier, Jamestown, Niagara Wheatfield, West Seneca West. I think that's nothing really changed there. Yeah, yeah uh, I know uh, Wheatfield bumped up because they were. Oh yeah, that's right. They were single A last year. That's right. So, um, yeah, that was surprising. I couldn't believe that. that. And that was their, just their one year down just there, too. one year, yeah. And oh. they just uh, decreased in population for a year. But now I guess they're back up. And they're always going to be a powerhouse. No oh. matter what, they're always going to be a powerhouse. And uh, kudos to uh, Coach Sweeney and uh, Plaza. They definitely run a, a tight-knit program. And uh, I think it's also attributed to their uh, youth program that I've been around for a long time. And just got blessed. And it's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great for them. Uh, class single A, we have Hamburg, North Tonawanda, Williamsville East, Sweet Home, Depew Cleveland Hill, Olean, Allegheny Limestone, which, like we said back when I was in high school, those are two separate programs and both very, very small, <clears throat> excuse me, very small schools. Uh, Grand Island, Williamsville South, West Seneca East, Amherst, and Star Point is back up Echo. to large school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were down for what? It was just a year. Yeah. So... That is good to and, see. Uh, if I might add, I was at the uh, NCCC uh, wrestlers and uh, Star Point alumni and state champion from last year, uh, Anthony Robinson, uh, won his uh, wrestler. So oh, he's the he's the starter he, heavyweight. Uh, oh, good from, for him. From what I know, I know that there was a couple heavyweights, and I only saw his the one oh, okay. match. So good for you, Anthony. It's awesome. He's a great kid, and, and you know I was blown away when I found out he had only been wrestling for three years. I think it was mm-hmm. when he won that state championship, definitely, man. and uh, he's. It's awesome. all without a doubt. Good for uh, Coach Hart, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did. Good for Star Point. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm very happy for that. Cause they haven't had a state champ, and I don't even know. I don't even know when. And they've had a lot of good, you know, really good talented guys. Kyle Gibbis uh, is one to come to mind instantly, and, the, and and so many others that you know, 
that have come through over the years. All right, we're going down to class B, which has 16 schools. In uh, one class? Huh? And 16. That's what it says, yeah. And then it looks like in the way it's listed here, they have like class C and D, mm -hmm. like it's together. I don't think they're going to split that up at all, but that's 16 schools as well. And we only have, and we have just over 20. Now, now you see that the 32, yeah, 32 and 22, um, respectively. So okay. that's uh, that's crazy. And and who knows what it would have looked like if they didn't change the, the number system, you know? Uh, okay, class B, we have Lakeshore, East Aurora, Holland, Pioneer, Fredonia, Silver Creek, Brockton. There's like a whole mess of mm -hmm. merged teams, uh, which is crazy to see because Fredonia. You know, when I was in high school, that that's where top team. That was the number, top tier number team. team, number one team every yeah, year for like a decade. Yeah. Kenny Betts, Rob Don, uh, Bradley Eichelberg. He had uh, everybody. Yeah, dude. Can't your name all over. Yeah, just, it's all insane. Just pumping out. Yes, Lebersky. Uh, Conti's. Yes, and just pumping out sectional champs, state reps, and state place finishers. Mm -hmm. um, so they mer merged with quite a few teams. Uh, Iroquois. Cheektawaga, Maryvale, Lewiston Porter, uh, CSAT, Dunkirk, Albion, Lackawanna, Springville, Roy Hart Barker, Tonawanda, and New Fame. That is Class B. And Class C and D, Alden, Medina. It looks like, okay, so Akron and Alden did, did get separated. Okay, Alden, Medina, Chautauqua Lake, uh, Falconer, Casadega Cassid Valley. Yep. Wow. Uh, Akron, Eden, Southwestern, Wilson, was it Franklinville? Looks like it, Ellicott and Cuba Rush. Oh my God, I've never heard of some of these high schools. Uh, Gowanda, Portville, Salamanca, Cataraugus, Little Valley, Randolph, Frewsburg, and Maple Grove, which is the smallest uh, school in our section. So that is your class system. Um, and like I said, it's back to the old way where it's just top four from each, which actually, it's nice because it eliminates the the rat tail conundrum, which I was never personally a fan of. Uh, I think it sucks to, to qualify for sectionals and only have, if you lose the first match, that's it. You're done for the day. Um, especially cause let's see, we had, when I was at Luport, one of our kids, he was in a rat tail and we were all the way down in Salamanca. You know what I mean? We stayed overnight and just to go there for one match. Um, it's, uh, it blows. It's, it sucks. So there's it's, yeah. it's, it has its good and it's got its bad. Um, but I, again, like the competition, we we need to increase our competition, which I think we're doing a really good job of, and uh, this is one of the ways that we can do that. So very good, very good. Um, let's see. I think haven't gotten too much other news. Uh, really, I'm really I'm just super appreciative of Coach G to come through with that because I've been dying to have that uh, information. Um, so let's talk Grand Island. Let's talk Grand Island and uh, what you've seen. I know you explained a little bit at the top of the show, uh, really what you've seen as a coach as far as the growth, uh, what it's taken to to build that program up, to keep the numbers up. Because I think one of the biggest problems now, too, is that teams can't fill dual teams. Mm -hmm. And I know that they were talking about eliminating weight classes. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that because they've been talking about that for freaking years, and uh, it still hasn't changed. So I don't even know. I have no no juice on that, so I don't even know. But th that's another thing that they were talking about was eliminating, you know, one or two or maybe even three weight classes just to be able to fill lineups. So wow. you have, you know, three or four holes. So, uh yeah, that's 
That's a thing. That's scary. Um, but yeah, take take us through Grand Islands. We'll definitely call it a rebuild. Um, I think it it took a different it took a different approach to culture. You know, having kids wrestling in the off season and, and you know being on them like, hey, listen, let's go to practice. Maybe doing a couple uh, one or two uh, off season practices uh, throughout the whole off season. Uh, going to Power Cats, working with working with different kids too, not like not just your team. Um, also going to uh, different tournaments, and I know that. I was talking to Coach Plaz from uh, Weefield, and we were just, just discussing uh, off-season tournaments. There's more off-season tournaments now than there ever used to be. Yeah. Uh, I think Victor holds a tournament. Yes. Um, I think Roy. I, I don't think I don't know if Roy Hart still has their tournament. They had, I know they had one a few a years, years ago. ago um, Star Point Duels. Uh, Pioneer had a dual tournament, which I loved. I uh, I participated in that one. Uh, they have the Raging Raisins tournament. Uh, the Thousand Island Duels. Um. Starpoint has a, a dual tournament now that I think is a really good feeder uh, uh, tournament. It's a very awesome developmental tournament. Uh, you know, say if you got too many kids on your dual team, farm kids out, meet new people, work with different kids, and uh, I think it, and that's right after the season too. So I think that that's awesome. Um, as many tournaments as, as we can get would be better, and I think that that again we're doing a good job of doing that. There's more tournaments now that kids can participate in than uh, you were to in the past, and. Again, working with other kids, kids going to Cobra. I know that. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, Coach uh, Catcherbone and Coach Chase from Clarence. Uh, they've uh, created the uh, Buffalo Wrestling uh, Bison, pardon me, Bison Wrestling Club in uh, which I uh, in Depew. I think it took place of uh, the old Cobra and uh, Prescott uh, Club. So good for them for creating a new uh, a new club. And they've from the things that I've seen, they have a lot of numbers and not just high school kids, but a lot of youth kids. Which to me that you know, Clarence and uh, Lancaster have always been powerhouse teams, and I don't think that that's going anywhere anytime soon. No. All, just like we feel, they're going to remain those, you know, top-tier teams in the ECICs because they got the numbers. And to say, like I just said, they got other teams, or, uh, pardon me, other kids from other teams, which that'll increase other programs' numbers and talent, which, I, I have to say it again, it's going to increase competition, it's going to increase talent, and I think that that's what we need. So, uh Congrats to them. That's that's an awesome uh, uh, effort by them to uh, increase competition. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard work to stay like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's. Uh, I mean, a part of it comes in with success. You know, continued success. Weefield has had continued success. Lancaster, Clarence, mm-hmm. always at the top of the rankings, at least as far as I can remember. Um, so that. It's it, that's a good recruiting tool uh, for a team that hasn't had much much success. Uh, that's tough. That's the hard. That's that, I think that's the most difficult part is, is, is building rebuilding a program. And it takes a person, at least just one voice, to like, hey, let's go. Like you, you and uh, you know, you and take take you and maybe like another teammate or two and go here, go there, and you you get hooked. You yeah, get kids that get hooked, and then they you know tapping other kids that maybe aren't really about it and they get them along on the train and it just, it, it manifests in a, in a great way. And then you see the endeavors in, in, in November and then more in December, January and then February, you just grow and it's, it's awesome to see. And it makes more kids want to, you know, try more and, and wrestle more. And, and it's hard when you got, you know, oh, well I do hockey. It's like, okay. Or, oh, I have football games. Like, okay. Football, yeah, track. And I get and Don't venture away from those other sports, but you got to keep wrestling close because wrestling is, it's yeah. not to sound biased, but it's 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 like no other sport. It's significantly different. I think it's the best sport on earth. It's, it takes a, a special person to 
to do low-end wrestling. To commit. Yeah, without a doubt. You do have Nowadays, you do have to wrestle just about year-round. Unless you're a... You know, unless you're a special case, mm-hmm. um, but but it's hard because there's a fine line. There, there's kids are different nowadays than they were ten years ago. It's like, do you do you push them and push them and push them and, and make sure that they are wrestling uh, all year despite it making them unhappy, or do you make them or do you let them step aside? I mean, obviously we don't we don't own the kids, obviously right. they have their parents, but um, don't press the issue as much. Let them let them miss it, maybe. I think it depends on each kid. Um, depend. I think you got to know the kid to to know like how to how to maneuver them. Um, I think maybe taking taking a break is like I remember. Uh, uh, I think when Troy was in high school, uh, I remember him saying someone telling me that he was like, "Yeah, I'm not wrestling for like the whole month of May or whatnot." And I could be wrong, but I remember being at a tournament and having someone say like, "Yeah, well, Troy said he's that he's you know taking a break for like a month. Perfect." Right. Let, let your body grow. Let your body – that's what you got to do. You got to let your body heal. And knowing that kid, he's one of those kids that just, you know, wrestle, wrestle. Everything. Wrestling consumes his, you know, consumes his life, and that's awesome. But you do have to – you have to take that downtime. And I think that's smart. I think everybody should. Uh, but no matter what, like, say if you're taking that downtime, uh, watch film. Right, right. Flow. You know, it's – it takes a lot to, to make it in this sport, and – there's things you got to do if you can't wrestle, if you're injured or whatnot. You, you know, you got your bumps and your bruises. There's still ways to get better. And uh, I think, uh, again, Troy Keller is an awesome uh, example of how to get better, what you can do when you're faced with adversity. It's, uh, But, yeah, definitely taking a break is inevitable. You have to. I'm glad you brought up film study, too, because um, this is something I wish I would have did, you know, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. how important film study is. Um, as you know, as probably none of the people listening at home know, I did dabble in professional wrestling for a couple of years. Yes. And one of the most important things of training, I know people, it's scripted and, and whatnot, but you still got to look good. It's you still got to, it, it's an art form. You got to make it look real, good and real and everything count just as you do in, in, in high school, college wrestling. Um, how important film study is. I was never a big film guy. I think it was also because, uh, it's not as prevalent as it is now, um, and yeah. in media and social. Media. Oh, it's huge it's now. Huge it's now, and I think it's inevitable. I think we should. You could take a day during your practice, or maybe like on like uh, maybe like before during like a Saturday practice or whatnot, like as a team, like collectively, like do a film day, like they do in football. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, have somebody, but then that also takes gotta have a guy to you know, and I know and I know that uh, uh, Bachport, I think they 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 televise their events, or I know in high school they they would. Uh, they would uh, record all their matches, and I think that's healthy. That's awesome. Uh, I think that's a ne- uh, that's might be a necessity in the future to do and, and uh, study it after. Uh, see what you did wrong. Say you're uh, say you got caught, or you know you didn't have a good match. See why. It's awesome. That's, yeah. you, I think that's going to be inevitable. You're going to have to do that. And for some wrestlers, maybe yes, maybe no. But uh, I definitely think it's a it's a positive, and uh, it's not a bad idea. I think it's awesome, and I wish I did that in high school. Oh, without a doubt. Um, Coach G actually has the team. You know, him, Coach Egan, Coach McCoy are constantly armed at tournaments with uh, with phones, with tablets, and they actually record through Huddle, mm-hmm. and they make the matches available for the kids to watch, and they, they, they break it down. You know, they didn't have, like, a film study day, um, but the, it's, the matches are available for kids to watch, you know, whenever they want, and I thought that was a really, really awesome piece of technology because, you know, you'll see something – that you didn't see while you're wrestling or you didn't think of. Mm-hmm. And like, whoa. 
Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe maybe your technique. Because um, we did this at Loopport. We were having kids learn how to shoot and, you know, do the do the drag step. And you film it. You do it in slow motion, and it breaks down the motion for you. Like, okay, you're doing this wrong at this time. This is how you correct it, and it it works, and it helps so much. And I, I'll find myself on, like, YouTube watching, like, Penn State duels where, like, I'll, I'll like – rewind like 30 times I'm like wow that's awesome again just try and study and study it maybe like go and practice and, and, and practice with one of our coaches and just and just try and hit it and then our, kid, our kids will see it and again it's, it's I think Penn State is the staple of college wrestling yeah and I could just watch their watch their wrestling all day long and I think you take you know so much away from it and I know like uh, you know, Bo Nichols is a stud Mark Hall's a stud uh, Rutherford was a stud but I think you can like you can take so much from their duels, and not even just them, but like uh, guys from Iowa, and it's, you know different styles of wrestling. But I think just being so athletic and just having fun with the sport, being loose when you wrestle, it definitely helps. And just watching, like I can I can study and watch Penn State wrestling all day, and I wish I did that in high school. Um, but I mean, I think all of us, if we you know picked apart what we what we could have done in high school, we'd be here all day long. Oh my God, uh, I know, I know. I it's I learned so much after high you school. You know, not what you know now then. So much. Uh, but I, I, film is definitely, definitely, definitely prosperous. I think it's awesome and healthy. Yeah, without a doubt. And and yeah, as flow wrestling becomes more popular, that's you know it's it's very easily accessible mm-hmm. for just about any kid uh, who's who's willing and able. Um, so so what's your guys' strategy for really getting kids out in wrestling and the off season? Uh, we uh, we like to have the kids be the voice. You know, like hey, when you go to school, I'll try and you know get in the kids' ear, get on them. Uh, we put uh, I believe we put announcements on on the morning announcements and the afternoon announcements. Uh, it's really about the kids going forth and doing so because now that I'm I'm almost you know a decade out of high school, I don't know many kids now. So it's, it's, it's yeah, it's the weirdest thing trying to get back yes, into it. Um, so it's it's really about getting that word out, and I think it's also trying to you know put flyers out, uh, have them go and uh, put flyers out to go join the the youth club if you haven't done so yet. And I think that's also again, like I said before, your youth club is really your staple of trying to keep kids and retaining kids, and having like that that person in the in the elementary schools and or middle schools and or high schools to hey you know don't slip through the cracks you know keep going keep going and um, that's what we're trying to do and it's it definitely does not take one person it takes many and it's that it's i think being a wrestling coach is one of the hardest coaches to be it's i mean you're, oh you're, there's so you're much at least 15 kids hopefully yeah, at least 15, 15. bodies and I, I mean again like clarence they have a lot of kids lancaster has a lot of kids i remember wrestling we feel the one year and i'm like man you guys got two two weighing sheets like, <laughs> this is awesome it's, it's envious it's like wow yeah that's what it takes that's what it takes, and I think uh, uh, the, the kids have to be the voice and uh, doing whatever you have to do, and it's creating new ways of you know going to the football games and trying to recruit, going to track meets and trying to recruit. Uh, you pretty much have to wear it on your sleeve if you really want to, you know, take a full year or two or three or you know a full time try. Just trying to keep growing your program. So like if and when you leave, it's in good hands and it's still in a, a heavy flow of retaining kids it's all about retention yes yes and uh i think social media has been Absolutely. one of the biggest helpers um, a lot of coaches and stuff now are very active on twitter mm-hmm. as are the kids um advertising their kids telling them where to be telling them different you know off-season practice times tournaments 
Um, Coach Hoplite is one is is a perfect example of someone who's very Twitter active when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's that becomes an important tool too. And I'm glad to see uh, these coaches using various you know using social media to their advantage yes. there's there's no reason why they can't coach hoover has a hell of a time uh, i don't know if you've ever seen some of his tweets Six uh, days till, yeah days till, uh, and he puts up like, he puts like a picture not, yeah. and uh <laughs> let me find one of the ones he posted the other day dude he's the one who used to he was one of the first people i knew that used technology he used to bring in his laptop with videos and show off these crazy moves and have the kids do them after practice. Um, let's see. Here he has a picture of the three stooges. <laughs> and it says two plus two is three. And uh, he goes, no matter how you add it up, only three days left to go. <laughs> and then he has a picture of Ric Flair with the doing the four horsemen sign four going ago. four days ago. Woo! Uh He's got one of King Kong Bundy. <laughs> hey, that's what you have to do if it gets if, if humor is what it takes. Why not? Yeah, you know, kids are all about it, all about it, and uh, you know it was it was really cool getting to coach with Coach G and you know Coach Egan, Coach McCoy, and then to go over to Coach Hoover and Edwards and learn different styles um, of coaching, mm-hmm. uh, which is another thing I wanted to bring up too, because Coach Hoover's. Uh, style coach edwards uh coaching style the way the the flow of the practices go it's more it's more old school um which you know it kind of reflects it doesn't reflect today's culture like it's a little bit more harder on the body um a little bit a lot more mentally taxing um whereas niagara falls approach and not that i'm knocking either style um you can't can't, because they they obviously both work Mm -hmm. um it's a little more. I'm not going to say politically correct, but it's not as different. It's, it's different. Is it's flawless. It's it's different. I don't know. Yeah, because like when I went in high when I went in high school, the first two weeks, um, all cardio, mm-hmm. all cardio. We took. I know that they have the new facility over there, but we took advantage of the stairwell. We would run do shotguns up the stairs. Um, you know that that was an important part of our practice. That would take up a good forty five minutes to an mm-hmm. hour shotgunning up and downstairs, running around the indoor track, uh, stuff like that, where now I think a lot of the stuff is, like the, the newer style stuff, is they, they do more technique. Mm-hmm. I feel that, like there's not an emphasis on conditioning. And I'm not saying all schools do this, but, uh, you know, some schools definitely do it. I think it, I think as a coach, no matter what area you're from, you have to be open-minded and very optimistic to different styles. You can't just be biased to one. Yeah. Because I think, like, I don't know. If if we compare different styles, like um, just trying to just trying to compare wrestlers, like uh, the say like uh, a Jeff Prescott, um, awesome name, household name, very in your face, very like an Iowa style, right? Very hands on, physical, tough, tough, tough. Um. But to me, in, in high school, if I were to have a uh, – to take a kid who's all about toughness and doesn't crack, doesn't break, and, he, and he'll wrestle every single second, every every inch on that mat for six minutes, if I want to beat that kid, I'm going to teach my kid – even if my kid's not that that tough – as tough as that kid, technique, I believe, I'm more and more technique to me will always win. Okay. And being very methodical, not tiring yourself out in the first period, but very, being loose, being 
they watch Yanni Diak Mahalis. Who, who would ever think that being flexible and being very composed and not rushing shots would win matches? Being very methodical, uh, when I think of methodical, I think of like Andrew Schomers. He's very, very planned, uh, very... Doesn't waste emotion. Doesn't waste them. Yes. And that's... And he that wrestle a... through every single position like a Troy Keller, whereas a Willie McDougal will will use his, his speed or his... When I think of Willie, I think of, like, athleticism. Yeah, just like, pure 100% athleticism. Probably is, I, probably, like, the most athletic wrestler I think I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Um, and that, amongst other things, other other uh, um, aspects of his repertoire has won him a state title. I think his, his athleticism wins some matches where he can wrestle, you know, the biggest brawler kid I've ever seen, and he'll... When Hold his own, when, yeah. And you don't have to be the strongest. You don't, it doesn't hurt to be the strongest no. at all. Um, but I think technique will always win. I really do. I, I agree. I mean, that's a, that's a reflection, like I said, two different styles, two different thoughts of, of uh, it's just a of different coaching. era of wrestling. Yes. And I, you can stress being tough and being very basic and very, uh, very basic as you want. But I mean, I, I feel like if you want to, grow with the times you have to be very unbiased and very accepting of other ways of wrestling because I was not like I was very biased against my style or one style of wrestling but I was always open to different just different styles of coaching and listening to other coaches you have to be humble in the sport and I mean you can I think Kyle Snyder said it before from Ohio State like it's I feel like he feels like in a lot of sports, you can master it, but how hard is it to master every single position or every move in wrestling? You just got to be optimistic. Like just, just learn. Like always, be humble and just go in with just trying to learn. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very happy uh, for Coach G for what he's doing. He had a lot to live up to. I know there's a little bit of, I'm not going to say maybe pressure. I don't know because because Coach Martinez obviously uh, super respected and and had his own. Old style, old school style, and for him to walk in, young kid, take over a program. He, he was only he was the, the second head coach in in the new Niagara Falls, and he's done such a wonderful job. He's got such a a great um, connection with the kids, mm-hmm. you know. Kids are great. The, the, and they're good people too, awesome. which is which is really good. He's taught them to be good people. Mm-hmm. The ones who make it through go go through the program, graduate their senior year. Um, they are all walk away good people. Yes, they're and, success. And it's, you don't have to be a great wrestler or an outstanding wrestler or be a section champ or a state champ or a stud to make it in the sport. Um, I mean, I never, I never even placed sectionals, and I mean, I'm still here. And if I cared about like what people said, well, I don't know if people say anything or or what people think or said. I mean, I want to be coaching. You don't have to be outstanding. You can take so many things from the sport, and I think that that's what makes the sport awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, you're always going to learn from the sport and. Uh, what he's done at that program still, and I think for forever, like just the kind of person he is, he will always be uh, amongst also, you know, Mr. Uh, you know, Coach McCoy and, and, the, and the Egan's that that program will always thrive. Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, there's such a, there's such a fun group to be around too. We, mm-hmm. you know, when I was coaching there, it was, it was just hangouts all the time, watching football, fantasy football, just stuff. Just like, just that chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. Um, all right. So we're about to close the show. I got to ask you, what is your favorite match that you've ever been a part of? Like in, in this area? Uh, or anything? In, 
I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just your favorite high school wrestling match that you've 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 been, that I've been a one on one match, not so much a dual match, but like your favorite match that you've ever had. Well, coach, uh, speaking of Coach DJ, I remember uh, it was in an off season tournament, and I was going. I forget the kid's name. We're at a, an off season tournament, and uh, I was on uh, his team. We uh, on our team it was like Troy Keller. We had uh, Donnie McCoy, Jamon Carter. Ben Wright. Wow. We had a lot of kids. And uh, I remember I was in this man, Palmer Archie. Him and I uh, shared 135. And it was my uh, it was my match. And he, I was going, like, rounds with this kid. It was one of those matches. And it was, like, only, like, that one match where uh, I never had many of them. But, like, it was so back and forth, which, I mean, we were both wrestling hard. And no one knew who. I didn't I didn't know if I was going to win. Or if I was, like, I didn't even know the score. Right. Most times, you know, like, if you're winning or if you're down. And I, I remember I got a, a reversal. And I don't know how much more time is left on on the clock. I don't know if I'm winning, if I'm losing. And I remember DJ just screaming. He's like, Max, you're winning. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. And I, got and I, and I won. I won, like, like, by, like, eight to seven or whatever. I, met, I remember I was so tired. I was so exhausted. And I remember a DJ saying, and I'll never forget, he said, like, man, like, I wish this kid was on my team. I'm like, that's awesome. That's what I mean. Like, that is the ultimate show of respect. And that was probably, like, the most fun match. I don't think I've ever been that tired. And it it's fun when when you're on top of a match and you're and you're about to win and your team's behind you and everybody's screaming not just your team but like yeah those kid, final kid, seconds are clicking kids from like other teams are like wow this is an awesome match and yeah. it's just awesome that's that's one of those moments where like you're never gonna forget it or I remember uh, sectionals uh, at UB which to me biased opinion I think that will be the best sectionals ever uh, oh dude that's I mean I I wasn't there but for everything everyone who was there told me that that venue was just absolutely perfect it was awesome. Um, I think, uh, I was, I was on a rat tail and I was wrestling a kid who pinned me at the class tournament, uh, the week before. And, uh, I remember going into that tournament, you know, you're, you're sucking weight. You're, it's, it's tiring. You're and for most kids. You know, I mean, only 15 can automatically make it. Um, you know, you, you get there and it's like, Oh, you know, my tiring season, I'm drained whatnot. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into that venue and just seeing like all the lights, like all like the spotlights. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to town today. We're going to <laughs> <laughs> like that, that last burst of, of energy, and I remember I went out against the same kid who pinned me, and I pinned him, and that was like the best, biggest moment ever. And I remember like I was so happy, and I'm like, that was like a preliminary match. Oh my god. Yeah. And then it's sectionals. I mean, it's sectionals. It's it's time to go. And, and then I I wrestled the second seed and lost, and uh, that kid went on to uh, get a wild card. But that was probably another big moment. And I think it's awesome and healthy to share those moments because sharing those moments with your kids, like that might give them a, a different outlook or a different, like, wow, like if you can do it, I can do it. Or, if, you know, I could have that moment. And just like when you're down in a match, like they might get that, that extra, you know, fire on the belly. Yeah. I've always said that. And I, I think kids take losses way too hard. Um, I mean, if, if, if I don't, you don't mind, I, I would like to share one of my favorite matches in high school. And it was actually my senior year. Um, and it was a loss to uh, Angelo Melvistudo. I wrestled him. Uh, Niagara Falls Wheatfield had a big duel match, as we did every year. And uh, he bumped up to 215 to wrestle me. And uh, I lost I lost 8 to 10. It was it was, it was phenomenal. And you know what? I, I, seen, I seen him warming up, and I'm very easily psyched out. Um, you know, I get start overthinking and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and that's why... I, I was I could relate to Jaquan so much like a lot of his instances yeah. love the kid yeah. um, but I could relate to him a bunch um, but you know I, I took it and, and I get opportunities and and then I start going and going and, and to lose that you know that close it was uh 
he was a huge learning. If if I didn't have that match, I don't think I would have gotten grown because um, I learned how to shoot after that match. I learned how to and, and finish shots. You know, I learned how to defend, um, which which is weird saying that as a senior. Um, but I, I only wrestled since the eighth grade and I didn't get a huge grasp on that, but I learned how to defend. I learned how to, my stance properly. And I think kids should take those losses and, and don't, don't, don't get mad. Don't dwell on them. Don't dwell on them. Cause really postseason is where it's at. Um, yeah, postseason is where it's at and, and that's when it counts. So to, just take those, take them as lessons and not losses. And I think for that duel, I probably that was probably the most probably had to have been like the most exciting match of the duel. And to your credit, that was probably one of his toughest matches of the season. I mean, you know, you know, Angelo, he's probably one of the best studs of that of, of his time. You wrestled him. You know, you didn't cower down. He didn't pin you in the first like you did a lot of people. Like you gave him a match. It was a two point match. Right. That's why, like again with Weefield, I like to let's just like like quickly discuss like how and. I like to say, like, I being around this area, and I don't know if it's just Section 6, but I've learned very, very fast to not ever predict because things happen and things, you know, kids come out of the woodwork and hit seeds, you know, five, number five seeds beat one seeds and two seeds. And I was thinking about the other day, like, how many state champions we possibly could have this year. Um, Nine returning sectional champs. I think... Even just like section wide, I think, and I I do believe I think so, and I honestly think that I would like to see all McDougals, all three McDougals, could win state titles. I think they can. Um, I know Willie. I if you've done it once, I think you can do it again. Oh yeah. Uh, Justin's tasting it twice. He's been in the finals twice. Yeah. Um, and for those of of you who weren't at the state tournament last year, Warren McDougal wrestled the I think the one of the top ranked kids in the nation and Frankie Giss and Danner and he did get pinned but if you saw the beginning of that match he took it to him he gave that kid up besides the kid that Frankie wrestled in the finals Warren was he went for it he I was I was very happy to see him I think he gave Frankie one of the one of the harder matches of of, of his season he held his own and for a second I thought he was going to hang in there um I think Warren can do it this year he's got He's been to the state tournament many times. I think he can do it. Also, who I think I can do it, I think uh, Zach Bradle's going to have a really good year. He's he's been there uh, several times. Tatawanda, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, he wrestled the top seed last year in the semifinals. He had a great he wrestled back like a man and wrestled for third place, just like Warren did. Warren, that's what I like to say. I uh, it's awesome to see kids. Are right, you taking me, Dula Brothers, uh, and and Willie? Willie and Justin, they win their, their two matches last year, so they're at the state tournament, so they're done. They get to go hang out for the first day. Warren loses his second match, and he's got to wrestle all day. He, he's, he still has to wrestle. Now, one or two things. You can you can say, all right, let's just throw in the towel, and let's just enjoy the weekend and stop wrestling. Yeah. But that kid stayed all night to wrestle the whole day, waited till after the blood, uh, the, the placing match, or the, pardon me, the, the semifinals, the very first round, the second day. And wrestled all day long to get to the third place match, and in his placing match for third, I remember the kid again. Uh, he wrestled against Section Five. It was a close match, and and Warren wrestled in every single position, which I think, and 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 he ended up winning. He he won, and I think that that's also another thing that our kids need to learn is to wrestle like that. You know, don't give up points. Don't give up like, like they say, if if there's if there's time on the clock, there's time to score. Yeah. Don't give up, and every, like. I remember the kid had uh, 
Uh, Warren had the kid's leg in a single, and the kid tried to, you know, pull out of bounds, and Warren kept on the leg. He pulled it in, and he scored when time was close. That's the kind of style, that's the kind of mentality that these kids need to have. Don't give up. Even if you're losing, even if you're winning, wrestle to the whistle. And I think that says a lot about Warren's character. I was very thoroughly impressed with his with his showing. Just to, and to me, like, to have my brother and my cousin both – advancing to the in in the forward round and I and I lost it's like man, man like this isn't even fun but he made the best of it and he wrestled and he showed that he is a top contender in the state in the state um I think he can do it I think Willie can do it I think Justin can do it I like to see Zach do it I think he can I was uh I know his family well and I know that he had a a pretty good football season and if and he's very athletic enough and knowledgeable enough and Tanawana has very knowledgeable coaches that if I, th- I think he can do it um but again, you know, don't don't speculate anything. And we could have another another person, you know, another just people. Somebody come out of yeah. nowhere. You we usually always end up having that. Um, usually, pretty much always. So. Um, I I don't know. I think that uh, section six is very bright. We're on the rise, and uh, I don't know. I'm very excited, and uh, I like to say I I'd, I'd, I'd like to wish uh, Coach Wilcox a, a healthy and uh, you know prosperous season this year as a his first year as head coach at Canisius. Uh, I know he tried hard to get me to go there for as a position, <laughs> but. Um, I I wish him the best, and uh, uh, me and uh, the Vikings will uh, see you in uh, Phoenix in you know the second week in uh, December, and I can't wait. Very good, yeah. Coach Wilcox will be on our show next week. I'm very excited to have him. Uh, been a long time friend, and I'm really happy for him to finally be a head coach. Uh, but on that note, we've hit the almost hour point, and uh, that wasn't so bad, right? No, it was very fun. I, I like it. It was good. You'll be back. You'll be back. I'll make you come back if you don't want to. Um, so everybody, thank you for listening to the Section 6 WrestleCast. I appreciate your listenership. Um, follow us on Facebook if you don't already, and uh, spread the good word. Uh, trying to get you, the co- the coaches, the kids, everybody who is, um, you know, everybody involved with Section 6, their due credit. And this is that's what this podcast is about. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with, with Coach Wilcox.